0: hey guys what up what it do what it does what it did what it didn't welcome to season two guys season two of things on my mind my name is kendi kaburu and i am thrilled yes guys i'm still thrilled even in season two to have you here so let me just get right into it as promised in season two we're going to talk a bit um more about policy and governance and Of course, we're going to start it on the note that everybody is talking about right now on the elephant in every Kenyan room. (laughs) Currently, the Building Bridges Initiative report and what it entails. And so today I'm going to start specifically talking about the Constitution of Kenya Amendment Bill of 2020 which is part of the the report and um it has suggestions that have been made to amend the constitution of kenya so in speaking about it, it is again very broad it's an area that took a lot of time even just studying it and reading it alongside the current the constitution of kenya 2010. so today we're going to talk about the constitution of kenya amendment bill 2020 colon the mischief (laughs) it's such a mischievous document you guys and maybe just to just mention um in summary some of the things that we're going to come across is um that very intentional attack on separation of powers in the sense that it seeks to Put in the hand of the executive arm of government. Guys, just in case you've forgotten, the government has the three arms: the executive, the legislature, and the judiciary. Now, these um kind of separation of powers have been really targeted and not in a good way in this <clears throat> in this um bill. So let's just talk um point by point. Um on some of the things I found to be mischievous in this particular bill. Now, the first one was Section 8 of the bill, which seeks to amend Article 88 of the Constitution of Kenya 2010, which shall herein be referred to as the Constitution of Kenya, or the Constitution. (laughs) It's a very long name to keep repeating. Anywho, so Section 8 of the bill, this is the Constitution of Kenya Amendment Bill 2020, seeks to amend Article 88 of the Constitution, which refers to the Constitution of the IEBC, the Independent Electoral Electoral and Boundaries Commission. <laughs> I was a bit confused about the B for a while. Anyway, so, um, so it suggests that a clause is inserted into that particular Article 88 to say that the IBC should consist of seven members, four of which are representatives of parliamentary political parties. Guys, four out of seven is the majority. So I don't know how independent this bill will be. This um, commission will be able to remain if four. If the majority of um, the IBC is are representatives of political parties. Who would be participating in this election that is supposed to oversee, and the only reason that we're trusting it to be able to oversee it impartially and be able to adhere to all of the principles of democracy is its independence. So that uh, the kind of bias and 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 prejudice that would be brought about by A majority of these commissioners being representatives of political parties is quite obvious i mean you can think about it yeah and then we have section 11 of the bill which seeks to amend article 97 of the constitution which refers to the composition of the national assembly it suggests that the national assembly this is what we commonly refer to as parliament um, shall have 366 members. This is up from the current 290. So that's an additional 76 positions. And then um, have the leader of official opposition, have the attorney general, and have cabinet ministers who are not members, who are members, okay. So the additional members who are cabinet Ministers who are not members of parliament shall be part of the National Assembly. So as we shall see later, it also suggests that cabinet minister and it strongly insists that any place where the constitution refers to cabinet secretaries be changed to say cabinet, secretaries, cabinet ministers. So in addition to insisting that these um, ministers can be members of parliament, it also says that those who are not members of parliament should then be part of the National Assembly. Now, guys, remember that the cabinet is part of the executive arm of the government. The National Assembly is part of the legislature. The separation of these powers is very important. And in future, we might have a session where we actually talk about why this kind of separation is important. But one of these reasons is for oversight, because again you can't really oversee impartially over a body which you are part of so the very blatant insistence of um the executive being a very deeply seated into the national assembly is a bit alarming for me because of the obvious threat it has to separation of powers okay also of course there's the issue of uh, representative uh, like too many representatives and i believe in kenya we do not have a problem of quantity of representation what we have is a problem of quality of representation so if the current representatives we have were able to do their duties um, effectively we honestly wouldn't need even all of them if even half of them were able to attend these sessions and actually contribute and you know do what they were elected to do we wouldn't need even half of half of the 290 that is there already so for me it's not a problem of quality of representation it's not a problem of quantity of representation it's a problem of quality of representation and guys one of the big problems we have with (laughs) problem solution generally and um see even this through some work I do with complexity and systems thinking with an organization called AsSAs. We see how trying to solve the wrong problem ends up to not solving the problem because until you're able to identify the problem correctly, you'll just keep doing things doing things that are ideally good things but because they're not dealing with the actual problem that is there, then what are we doing guys? what are we doing? Yeah. And then the other issue was the removal, the other mischief about this particular amendment was the removal of women representative seats. What does this do to the two-third gender rule? What does this do to inclusion, which is an important principle of democracy? Are we assuming that as a community, as a society in Kenya, we are... Uh, We have a democracy that is so mature that we are able to have all of these leaders who represent every group, um, you know, um, adequately to elect them, to go to the polls and elect them by virtue of just saying, you know, if you have merit, you'll be elected. I don't think we are there as a community. So doing away with affirmative action at this stage is not a good move again inclusion of the attorney general and the cabinet ministers into national assembly i have mentioned that that is a threat to nation to separation of powers, and it's not a good thing is what i'm saying it's not a good thing now if you ask me the leader of opposition should be someone who was elected into office in one way or another but that's an issue of another day so the fact that we're saying they should be part of the national assembly um Mm, makes little to you no know, sense okay then now um number 3 we have section 12 of the bill which seeks to amend article 98 of the constitution which again refers to composition of senate what we've just talked about is uh, composition of the national assembly now senate is the other part of legislature which is an arm of government so now it suggests that we have 94 members instead of 47. It also suggests that um, all of these appointment, um, appointment positions to be removed where we were um, <clears throat> nominating women, nominating youth representatives, nominating uh, representatives of persons with disability. All this section that provides for that in the current constitution is being like the bill suggests that that particular section is removed. So it says that now the Senate has 94 members who have been elected at the county level so that each county shall elect a man and a woman. While these, if you think about some of the arguments that are being propagated by some of these um, politicians, and even some who are uh, actually people who represent the fight for equality, and you know, and gender and uh, the the application of gender, the two third gender rule. You'll hear it's a bit cora because we're saying that now we'll actually have forty as in the same number of men and women, so it will be fifty percent. What happens to representatives of youth? What happens to representative of persons with disabilities? Again, are we assuming that our society and democracy has grown enough to ensure that the electoral process will ensure adequate representation? Again, I will say it again, that in my opinion, I do not think that we are ready to let go of the affirmative action. It's too soon, guys, it's too soon. all right number four we have section 15 of the bill which seeks to insert article 108a which talks about the order of precedence in the national assembly (laughs) Um, guys so we are introducing now the mm, prime minister and the leader of opposition into the national assembly now as we continue we shall see the leader of opposition is still going to be part of the executive according to the suggestions that um the this bill is making so now now we're even including this um leader of, of opposition prime minister as just coming right after the speaker in terms of order of precedence. which i think again oh my god guys i told you at the beginning that this thing is just It's like war against separation of powers. (laughs) These people are waging war against separation of powers and you can see it continuously, like even times that are not highlighted, when you listen to it, you'll be able to see that um, there's a problem there. And then um, number five, we have section 18, which seeks to amend article 130 of the executive to include the prime minister and the deputy prime minister. Now the mischief here is are these positions really necessary again in kenya do we have a problem of quantity of representation or quality of representation in my opinion we do not need more representatives we need the representatives who are there to do their job and do it well i mean come on guys this really upsets me because it's a very, and you know, like it will be over politicized and appeal to people's emotions and you guys will think that CG, hey, everyone needs to be represented. We do not have a bad, a bad uh, like our, our, our democratic and representative structure as is right now is not um, an issue of this particular group of people is not represented. It's that the people who are supposed to represent them are not doing their job. Well, <laughs> um yeah. Then we have section number seven. You have section twenty-five of the bill, which seeks to amend Article one hundred fifty-two, subsection two on nomination of cabinet ministers. Remember, guys, that now I'm calling them cabinet ministers because. Um, we that is what we are referring to them. That is what the bill suggests that they be referred to. Instead of cabinet secretaries, now they're called cabinet ministers. And um, so it suggests that um, MPs shall not be disqualified from being appointed as cabinet secretaries. Um, separation of powers is all I can say. Also, the president has absolute power to nominate cabinet ministers so now um it removes the clause that allows the national assembly to give their approval of cabinet ministers that are appointed (laughs) do you hear this i mean are you listening to this so now the president has absolute power to nominate whoever he wants he or she wants to to nominate as cabinet ministers who then (laughs) shall go into parliament yeah so already parliament has been weakened in the sense that it doesn't have a say on the cabinet secret- cabinet ministers to be appointed and then now <laughs> these cabinet ministers shall be part of parliament do you see how that independence and that separation of powers is just constantly constantly being attacked it's almost personal <laughs> i was reading this document like feeling attacked because Separation of powers is such such an important part of democracy, you guys. We cannot have democracy and have it fit to be described as democracy if there is no separation of powers. But what are we seeing? The executive just throwing its hand in every... In, so far it's because we've talked about the National Assembly and the Senate. Guys, we're not even done. You'll hear more soon. Number eight, we have section 56, which seeks to uh, to insert article 237A, which talks about the youth commission. Now this is a good idea on the face of it, right? <laughs> this was the catch. And I remember even in my notes, I wrote laughing out loud at the end of it, because what is this? That the whole commission shall have seven members, at least seven, At least seven of whom shall be youth. Now, um, do you see the loophole here? That it's a youth commission, but it allows for at least three out of the seven members to be non-youth, if that's a word. I'll, I'll let you guys to ponder on that and really think what exactly this actually means for us as young people and even as a democracy, because, I mean at this point, there are just certain things that you got you got to see on your own. And then now another um another thing that I thought to be mischievous was the introduction of the judiciary ombudsman, which seeks to be introduced through article 171 of the constitution. So that now to insert that the Judiciary Ombudsman shall be part of the Judicial Service Commission. Now, (laughs) remember the Judiciary Ombudsman shall be an appointee of of the president. We've just seen how the executive has stretched its hand into the National Assembly. Now, how else does it want to stretch its hand into the other arm of government, which is the Judiciary? through the judiciary ombudsman. There is an ombudsman who serves the entire nation. So having someone who we are calling the fancy name of ombudsman, while in the real sense they are just, they are just going to be like prefects. This is now going to be the prefect of the executive in the judiciary is just wrong in itself it's just my god it's upsetting (laughs) it's actually just upsetting the other thing that um that i saw was that the but the prime minister was going to be in the national assembly as the leader of government business i'm like what do you mean leader of government business in this case it's just insinuating that the executive is government that these other arms of government are judiciary and legislature are not really government that is why we need someone to be leader of government business in the national assembly guys this is just part one <laughs> of um, delving into the BBI, especially into the Constitution of Kenya Amendment Bill 2020, which is part of the BBI report. We're going to have more discussions on this as we continue, but I just thought that this is very important, even as we talk about all of these other things that are being used as bait, to think about the mischief that is, and the mischief that will do more harm in future like if we interfere with the principles of democracy that will be it for us as a community like that will just be it for democracy now that leaves loopholes for so much more harm to happen than good because the principle of separation of powers is deep seated in the constitution of kenya 2010 as is so any dilution to it guys is going to affect the entire system and institution that is the government of kenya and even now we barely enjoy democracy guys what this is going to do is do away <laughs> with the entire with almost the entire concept of democracy Thank you for passing by. As always, I am glad that you actually listened to the end. And I'm hoping, I'm looking forward to hearing um, from you guys. What else did you notice that maybe I would have, may have crossed my mind in terms of the mischief that is in the BBI? And even um, talk to me about what else you would want to hear about the BBI report. Okay. Um. I'll see you guys next time when maybe we try to look at the good things. <laughs> Let's just not be negative, but like um. Yeah. You know. Kibaya cha Usually. Kizuri Kibaya so sir what stood out to me more was the mischief than the good things. But maybe, maybe in future, the near future you'll hear from me about the good things. And also other parts of the BBI report in terms of the legislative bills, and even in terms of the policy suggestions that have been made in the document. Let me know what you guys think and share with a friend. That is the most important thing. Guys, it's because we do not know that we just, I've just seen horror stories online of just people discussing how people are just signing it, being told others are being bribed to sign it. But if you are armed with information, then you will not be easily manipulated. So guys, just share this as widely as possible. And, you know, let's do our part. Let's plant a seed of change. It's the most we can do. I have done my part, please do your part and let's actually make sure that people know as much as possible about this bbi report and the proposed referendum that said bye bye guys ciao see you next time i am the real that you pass by my name is Kendi kaburu and this is things on my mind bye